January 2021 was the first New Year's that I actually went into with intention, deliberate intention of what I wanted the start of my new year to look like and how I wanted the ensuing weeks and months to play out as well. And I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. I am talking about intention that begins months prior to December 31st when I started consciously thinking about and crafting my ideal life, thinking about what do I want my life to look like? What does my life look like now? What are the areas that I'm not fully satisfied with? What are the changes I want to see happen? And how can I set a plan to make that happen? Leaving room, of course, for the universe to work its magic as it always does. Welcome to Who the Hell Am I? I hope somebody can tell me. This is a refreshingly authentic and unfiltered podcast, at least I think so, uh, where we really delve into the essence of living authentically and rediscovering the simplicity of nourishment and holistic living. My name is Heather. I am a certified holistic health coach, and I love getting to the root of problems, illnesses, mindsets, you name it. I just love getting to the root of all of it because I believe that the answer lies at the root. If we can follow the problem to the root, we will find the answer there as well. Instead of looking out in all these places around us, um, looking to the media, to celebrities, to icons, to doctors, to gurus, for seeking our answers out there, we're missing the message. We're missing the point. The answer lies within, it lies in our core, at the root. And that's what I talk about in this podcast. I invite you to join me on a journey of unraveling, if you will, the complexities of modern health and wellness and mindset, where we liberate ourselves from the clutter of trendy diets, perplexing wellness regimes, and mostly all the societal pressures that dictate our lifestyles. In this podcast, I dare you to challenge the shoulds and the have-tos that have long defined conventional notions of health and identity. What does the new year mean to you? And I think more importantly, how do you prepare for it? How do you plan for it with intention? And of course, we all know about New Year's resolutions, which I tend to stay away from that term because I feel like a lot of us end up rolling our eyes at that phrase. Uh, it tends to make us think of, or it tends to make me think of, it's not fair for me to put everybody in this box. When I hear New Year's resolution, it makes me think of people who set 
these goals, usually around health and wellness or fitness. And they set these goals and they start working towards these goals. And it lasts for like a few weeks or a month or maybe a couple months. And then it all goes to pot. And that to me just feels so small and so, you know, discouraging that I don't like to use that term because it, I feel like it takes power away and we have so much power. So I prefer to use the word intention when I'm speaking about preparing my mindset and my goals for the new year. And it's really more than just the new year. It's my life. Like every year, I see every year, every new year as the next opportunity in my goals and my life in general, always moving myself ahead, always reaching some other level. And going back to New Year's of 2021, and my preparation for that had started months prior kind of unknowingly, but um, I was already in a really deep state of growth and self, uh, self-growth self and uh, personal development. And I had been for two years at that time. My personal development had really launched in 2019. And so 2021, or actually fall of 2020, I was in a new relationship that year. I was reaching new levels in my personal growth that were really making me feel empowered. I had never felt so empowered. I didn't realize that I had so much power to create my life. And I had I was really coming out of that victim mode that I had lived in for so long. I had spent a good part of my life in victim mode believing that I had been dealt a hand of cards that those were my cards and that's what I had. And it was like, okay, well, other people got a different hand. I got this hand. It fucking sucks. And I would boohoo about that like in life and just look at other people and feel like their life was so much better. It must be nice to be that person who got a better life handed to them than I did. And it wasn't until 2019 when I started seeing a therapist after leaving my marriage. And at that time, much of the work that I was doing was around my relationship patterns and why I always seem to be in these same relationships and what could I do about that? Like I was so tired of of feeling so small in relationships and I literally did not know that it could be different. I had never heard of attachment theory. I didn't know that was a thing. So I started diving into the book Attached uh, that my therapist had recommended that I read and started learning about attachment theory and the different types of attachment style that, and we're all one of them. And it was like a relief. It was like a weight off my shoulders because I realized I wasn't fucked up. There wasn't something wrong with me. I was I was just not I had an attachment style that I didn't know what to do with. 
and I didn't, and, and that was my first time learning that I had an attachment style, that there was something like that existed. And, um, so it was like, suddenly I, I began to feel so empowered. It was like, okay, so I have an attachment style. I've been living from that attachment style. So has every guy that I've ever dated been living from their attachment style. There's a reason why I'm attracted to this certain attachment style. So I now that I know that, I can change that. It's like I always say, knowledge is power. So suddenly I had this knowledge that was going to change my life. And I started to feel so empowered, like, okay, I don't have to just settle for this. I don't have to just be in these relationships that are unfulfilling and draining and emotionally exhausting. I get to change the course of my life as relationships go. At that time, that was the scope that I saw. I can change my relationship patterns. And I started doing a lot of work around that. And that was my initiation to empowerment, so to speak. That's when I really started taking a lead role in my own life. And that changed the course of how I made decisions in my life. At the time, I saw it as I'm working on my relationship patterns. But what I was really doing was working on something much deeper. And that was wounds that had formed my relationship pattern. That was all the experiences and traumas and just life occurrences that lied beneath, lied, lay beneath, lied beneath. I'm not really sure what the proper English is there. But everything that was beneath my relationship pattern that I was living from. I was getting to the root of it. You remember, if you've listened to the intro to all of my podcast episodes, you know that I'm very passionate about getting to the root of things. And that's because it is the act of getting to the root of that transformed my life. And anytime I have been discontent or restless in my life, I start digging into it. I've learned to start digging into it. That's where the work lies. The more I dig into it and uncover and uncover and uncover and heal and heal and heal, I, I'm going deeper into the onion layers and peeling back more and more layers, doing more and more healing and getting to the root. And as I get to the root, I stand taller and I shine brighter. So by getting to the root of my relationship issues, I was actually getting to the root of a lot of other ways in my life that I was showing up kind of from that same attachment style. So I don't believe that attachment theory is only relevant to romantic relationships or friendships. I believe that it's also relevant to the careers that we choose and how we show up in those careers, how we show up in life in general. I think all of that stems from attachment theory and, and our specific attachment style. And that could be an episode in itself. But um, I was really doing a lot more healing in my life than I realized and taking back a lot more power than I even knew I had ever given away. And all of that to say, the empowerment and the living life with intention for me began with 
that journey into attachment theory. And from there, I started taking steps and measures in life that I had never taken. And I started taking control and stepping into roles in my life that I had never known I could play, right? Because I had been so small for so many years. And always, you know, subconsciously, of course, not not knowingly, but subconsciously, I had surrounded myself with people, not everyone in my life, but with relationships specifically that kept me small and kept me where I was comfortable, where that person was comfortable having me and allowing no room for growth. I kept myself in my own small box. And this empowerment started to really spread throughout my life. And I started to act and think a lot more intentionally and consciously about where I was going and my choices and my general direction with every part of my life. And that's when New Year's became different for me. It took on a new meaning. And I started thinking, what a wonderful time, what a wonderful opportunity the new year is to really kind of regroup and not so much set these little New Year's resolutions that don't really mean much, but what a great opportunity to refocus and recharge and and go forth with some kind of plan that's going to move us forward and elevate us to the next level. And in November 2021, I learned about um, something called Miracle Morning. Um, it's it's created by Hal Elrod, and his story is is pretty amazing. If you aren't familiar with him, his story and some of the things that he has overcome in life are really, really powerful. And I decided to adopt the 30-day Miracle Morning Challenge, and I I was going to start it. And originally, I was going to start it right away. It's like, okay, I don't have to wait for any specific date. I'm going to start this now. And then when I started getting into it, there was like a workbook and different things that you we're supposed to fill out and I really wanted to do it 100%. So I printed out all the material, put together the workbook, and I was like, okay, this could really take several weeks of preparation and mindfulness and kind of put a lot of thought into how I want to do this. And so, and I at the time I shared it with my boyfriend and he's like, I'll do it with you. So we started in November, started kind of preparing for it. And the timing of it ended up being that we would start it in January, which just so happened to obviously coincide with the new year. So it ended up becoming a new year thing for us. Um, And we actually spent uh, New Year's, we had a very low-key New Year's Eve that year. I remember we, we planned the next day we wanted to get up on New Year's Day and we wanted to go to the beach and we wanted to... uh, sit on the beach and, and, you know, we took our journals and our books. So New Year's Eve for us that year was very different from how it had been any other year. 
We didn't, you know, do any heavy drinking. We, you know, we had a couple drinks at home. My daughter was here. She had some friends over. We had some drinks at home and some food and, you know, really nice time at the house. And we got up early the next day and we all went to breakfast and we just spent the day down on the beach. And I remember my daughter and her friends were running around with the volleyball, like tossing a volleyball. And we sat in the sand and we had our Miracle Morning journals with us and we finished filling them out. We sat there for probably a few hours that day. And it was just, a it wasn't like a hot, sunny day, but it was like a perfect temperature and there was a breeze and it was just this beautiful day. And I remember sitting there as we were journaling and, you know, filling out our, our workbooks and preparing for this new challenge that we were going to take on. I remember sitting there and thinking, oh my God, it's so nice to not be hungover today. <laughs> it's so nice to celebrate and be really present for the celebration. Like even the night before, really present for the celebration on New Year's Eve, really present for New Year's Day, not feeling tired and hungover or sick and going into the new year with so much intention and excitement to be alive and be present. And uh, it was a few days later that we actually started the uh, 30-day challenge of the Miracle Morning. And Miracle Morning is a whole morning routine. Um, that you can implement. And so we were going to do it. We were doing it like to the T and I'll talk about, you'll hear me talk about uh, morning routines, you know, a ton because I really believe in them. I, I don't believe it has to be miracle morning. I don't believe you have to be up at 5am to do it. I, in my personal uh, practice, my personal business, when I implement it with somebody or I'm teaching somebody how to implement it, I prefer to call it a wake-up routine. So you can do it. I, th I feel like it's a good way to start your day no matter what time you get up. So getting up at a time that feels good for you and allows you time to do what you need to do. And it doesn't have to be 5 a.m. in my personal opinion. So all of that to say, you know, just Stay tuned for more information on, on a morning routine. But anyway, so we started following the miracle morning and following what he describes as the savers, which is silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, um, reading, and scribing, which is journaling. And... We did it consistently for the 30 days. And at the time, my boyfriend and I didn't live in the same city. We um, lived separately. And every day we would check in, every evening we would check in with how our savers went that morning. And we would kind of compare notes. And some days were better than others. Some days we got all of them. Some days we got some of them. Some days we had to spread them out more throughout the day, um, just depending on our schedules. But we were consistent. The main thing was we were consistent. And on weekends, we still did them. Like we didn't give ourselves a break on the weekends. Like, And it felt so good to be that consistent with something. And I tell people to this day that implementing a morning routine changed my life. It 
totally changed my life. And I mean that with my whole heart. And it's why it is now a part of my my uh, business. And I literally have modules on how to implement a morning routine. And I, I have a whole freebie on it. I have a whole uh, guidebook that is available for free. And it's all about implementing that morning routine because it is setting you up for success in your day. And since doing that 30-day uh, Miracle Morning Challenge, I have adapted um, that to what feels you know, right from me consistently and it continues to change. So I think it's really important when we uh, take on something like a morning routine that we feel free to make it what it needs to be for us. And it can be ever transforming. It doesn't have to be here is what I do and this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I think that's just putting our, us right back in a box, right? So if we're, t if we're trying to live empowered and free, that means living out of a box. That means taking, we have to be very careful to not take those healthy habits and those healthy um, activities that we are implementing and lock ourselves to them. So we need to keep freedom to ebb and flow as our needs change, as our uh, availability, you know, fluctuates, as different things come and go from our life. It's really important that we can transform our activities to fit what works for us as we evolve, as our life evolves. And so I did the 30 day challenge and it extended past 30 days and then it continued to extend and just kind of evolve into different things and it literally i was i literally got out my uh my journal from it i got out that workbook the workbook that we sat on the beach on new year's day uh 2021 and all the things we were writing in there. I got it out uh, just today, actually, and I've been reading through it. And oh my gosh, it just, it puts a big smile on my face because that set the tone for intentional New Year's for me and my boyfriend. And the next year we said, last year was so amazing. Let's do that again. And we did the, actually a repeat of the entire thing. Um, we, you know, made sure we kept our drinking very minimal on New Year's Eve. So New Year's Day, we were able to get up feeling rested and energized. And we did the same thing. We went for breakfast at the same place and we spent the day on the beach and um, we we weren't doing Miracle Morning at that time, but we had our journals and we actually, we took it a little bit differently that year. And we, uh, we reflected on the year prior. So what were our goals? I think we, we had our journals with us from the prior year and we reflected back on what we had written and we kind of assessed where where had we met those goals? How had we done? And it's so amazing when you take when you take the time for reflection. It's so important to take that time for reflection and going back and revisiting what were my goals? How have I done? And I actually think that it's a really good idea to not wait a solid year to do that. Uh, it's good to revisit 
throughout the year. And, uh, but making time to celebrate your progress and not just set new goals for moving forward and, okay, well, what do I want to achieve now? But really intentionally celebrating the progress that you've achieved. And because it gives you so much gratitude and gratitude is the power that moves us, moves us forward. Uh, nothing elevates us to the next level, like the power of gratitude. And when you just feel that full body warmth of gratitude for everything in your life, for everything you're doing, everything you've done, and it, it's your motivator. It's the thing that's like, oh my gosh, so much is going for me. Yeah, there's challenges. There's always going to be. But look how far I've come. Look what was challenging me last year. And that's not even a challenge anymore. That's now easy peasy. And so yeah, now new challenges are going to come. But you feel so much more powerful taking on those new challenges because you've already mastered the previous challenges and you know you can do it again. And so that's, so New Year's 2021 was powerful. New Year's 2022 was powerful. And every year it keeps getting better. And then New Year's 2023, same thing. We took that same intentional approach. So it's been three New Year's um, in a row that we've been really intentional, really consistent, really um, driven and motivated and reflective and just grateful. And it just being in the energy of somebody that shares that with you too is so um, special. And finding finding people, finding whether it's a partner or whether it's friends or it's a circle somehow that you're a part of, finding that circle that has space and is willing to create space for you to be that intentional. Um, that's really important, you know, that somebody else or some other people can share that space with you. And, and, it, and it will happen if you don't have it now. If you start setting the intentions for yourself now that you, that you want those people, that you want to find that circle, that you want your tribe, they will start to come in as you create space for them. So as we approach the new year, uh, new year, January 2024, I am going to challenge you to approach it maybe in a way that is new for you, or maybe you're already doing this every year. Maybe you're already starting your, your new year with intention, and that's fantastic. I applaud you for that, and I encourage you to continue that. Keep doing it because you're doing good things. I'm sure you're seeing magical things happen in your life because of that. And what I'm going to challenge you with, if this is a new idea for you, is start the preparation now, okay? So we are 
I'm putting this episode out a little bit later than I would have liked to, but maybe that's because I just started my podcast last week. (laughs) So, you know, it's hard to release episodes when you don't even have a podcast to release them on. I found that to be challenging. So I, yeah. So anyways, it's December uh, right now. We're coming up on Christmas and so we're about a week out from New Year's. So even though you don't have months to prepare or a whole month to prepare, you have a week. And what I'm going to challenge you to do, number one, is go buy a journal. It doesn't have to be fancy, um, but buy a journal that is dedicated to 2024, okay? And start writing in there some intentions, not New Year's resolutions, not I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a month. Not I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about what intentions can you set that are going to get you ahead in life? What intentions can you set that are going to elevate you to a level you haven't been at before in life? And that might be in relationship, that might be in career, that might be in um, adventure, that might be in finances. There can be so many, it could be in health and wellness. Um, I just don't want you to limit yourself to one aspect of that. I don't want you to limit yourself to weight loss or gym workouts or I, I, I don't want you to think small like maybe you've thought small in the past, I want you to think a whole lot bigger. So what I encourage you to do in this journal for for beginning, if you're not really sure where to start, then I can give you some tips and my recommendation would be this. Start by making a list in your journal. And what this list can be is all based on feelings. We're going to focus on feelings because in life, what we're really seeking is feelings. We uh, we think that it's things. It's very easy to think that we're wanting things like I'm wanting more money. I'm wanting um, a fancy car. I'm wanting a bigger place, a bigger house. I'm wanting to eat at fancy restaurants. I'm wanting this particular item. I'm wanting this job. I'm wanting this. I want to work for this company. Whatever it is, we think that we're um, we're wanting a thing that will satisfy us. And what we're actually seeking is the feeling that that thing will give us. So that uh, we're seeking a feeling that we think that thing will give us. So what we are chasing is a feeling rather than a thing. So I want us to not, as you make this list, let's not make, we're not going to make a list of things we want or things we don't want. We're going to make a list of feelings. And I want you to start with a list of what are the feelings in your life right now that don't bring you joy? Uh, let's look for the places where change is possible, where change is going to better your life. So it, it's not being negative by pointing out or addressing or acknowledging that there are areas in your life where you're dissatisfied. That's just the honest truth of the matter. 
Okay, so start making that list. Where are there feelings in my life that are not pleasant, that I can do something about, that um, I want to take action on starting now? And these can be feelings like, I want more freedom. I want more time freedom. I want more financial freedom. I want more uh, love. I want more security. I want more stability. I want more, um, I want less fear of whatever the, whatever your fear is. I want less uh, discontentment with, um, you know, this aspect. I want fulfillment. I want, um, you know, just whatever the feelings are that you would like to have in your life. And wherever the feelings are lacking. Okay. So make a list of the things that are, are the feelings, emotions that are lacking in your life. And on the next to those, you're going to write the opposite. So what is the thing that you're seeking? So if it's, I feel unfulfilled in my career, then the opposite of that would, would be, I want to find fulfillment in my career. Or I want to find a career that will give me fulfillment, you know? So it's like unfulfillment is what I feel. Fulfillment is what I want to feel. Um, If I feel scarce with money, so I feel scarce, I want financial freedom, that those are going to be on your list. So it can be like scarcity, abundance, as far as finances go. So you're going to have your side of the list that has what you're experiencing that you want to change. And then the other side of your list is going to be what you want to change it to. And this is going to help you get clear on what you're seeking in life. And then after you make that list, I want you to make another list of, okay, so what are some action steps that you can take? And these can be simple. And these it can literally be, um, if I'm wanting more time freedom, if I'm wanting to free up time for passions and things that excite me, what are some things I can do right now to get to that? And initially you might think, well, there's nothing I can do. If I could do it, I would be doing it, right? <laughs> we can get we can get like that sometimes with ourselves. But I, I want you to think outside the box and think, okay, so let's dig into this a little bit. If I want more time for things that light me up and bring me joy, where can I, what can I eliminate? How can I detox my life to create space for the things that I actually want more time to do? How can I start creating that space and that time now? And that is going to require shifts. That is going to require eliminating things that don't really bring you joy, that you have the power to eliminate, intentionally creating the time and the space that you want. So these are your action steps. And so then you can take it the next step further and say, okay, so I put that I wanted more time. And so now I've made a list of these are the things that I can cut out or cut down on. Um, so then what's my plan going to be to start this? How do I begin this? Well, maybe it is, okay, I am going to set a timer 
on maybe maybe you have a routine of in the morning you just are mindlessly scrolling social media. That is time right there that could be used for reading that book that you never seem to have time to read or getting in that uh, yoga video that you've been meaning to get in or going out for a morning walk that you never seem to be able to get in. These things that you want more time for, there is the time. It's just rearranging priorities to fit them in. So it's getting very clear on what that next step is going to be. And maybe it's going to be in the morning when I get up, before I look at my phone, I set a timer for 15 minutes. And I'm going to give myself 15 minutes for, for scrolling social media or checking emails, whatever it is that you do, and that you don't want to give up entirely. And you give yourself that 15 minutes or whatever it is. And when that timer goes off, I'm then going to set another timer for reading that book. Okay, so you're not you don't have to completely cut things out unless you want to, depending on what the things are. But it is creating a system that creates space for more of what you want, more of of the things that bring you joy, light you up and that you're passionate about. So these can be really small action steps, but what you're going to find as you start acting on them is you actually enjoy spending the time doing those things. You actually end up delegating more time to them. And then that leads to more joy in your life. And as you have more joy in your life, you're a happier person. And as you're a happier person, you start showing up better for your job, for the people that you interact with, for your family. You start being more pleasant to be around. And as you're more pleasant to be around, you feel less stressed. People are responding to you differently. You're not as angry. People aren't as angry with you. You're reacting differently to things because you're changing how you feel on the inside by changing the actions you're taking in your daily life. So it ends up having a domino effect. As we start with these small steps, it ends up having a domino effect into the way we live our life, the way our days go by, everything that takes place in our life ends up being affected by these little tiny changes that we're making that maybe seemed really small and insignificant when we wrote them in our journal at the beginning of the year, but they ended up leading to really big things. And that's literally what has happened in my life and in my boyfriend's life over the past uh, three years, starting with that first intentional New Year's where we were like, this is what we want to create in our life. Let's figure out a plan. Let's start taking action. And then we've continued to take action consistently throughout the year. And we've continued to take action the next New Year's. And then that leads to more action. And I kid you not, every year is fucking better. And, and you wouldn't think that it could be. I'm so excited to see what 2024 has to bring because every year has just been exponentially better. So we've taken bigger actions. We've taken bigger leaps of faith. We've, 
we've been given more opportunities that we couldn't have known to even ask for. They've come our way because we're taking action in our lives. We're taking the small daily actions that lead to big changes. So start with buying a journal. It starts that small. Start with buying a journal. Start with preparing for New Year's, um, what you want it to look like, and start with creating those action steps and following them and see where that takes you. I think you'll be amazed. Life is too short to live it without purpose, to go into new years, new months, new weeks, new days without some kind of intention. It's just too fucking short. And you were meant for purpose. You were put here for purpose. And so in order to start living that purpose, you must start taking action. Start this year. Let this year be the year that you said yes to action. And what you're doing when you start taking these steps and you start setting these intentions for your year and your week and your day and your month and all the things, you're giving a very clear message to the universe and you're letting the universe know that your life matters to you and that you have every intention of living it to the fullest and taking as much action as you're capable of taking. Because as you take action, the universe comes to meet you. So we can't just sit back and wait for things to come to us. If we're sitting back and being upset at various aspects of our life, upset that we're in the relationship that we're in, upset that we make the amount of money that we make, upset that we work the careers that we work, upset that we live in the places that we live. We're upset about these things that we think are out of our control. We can't sit there and just wait for the universe to hand us something. That's not how, how it works. If we're not taking action to make changes ourselves, the universe, we are giving the universe nothing to work with. We must take action. We must take action. And so as we set these intentions, and it's not good enough to just write them down, we have to write them down and we have to take action on them. And as we take action, we are saying hell yes to the universe. Hell yes. You can come meet me. I give you permission to meet me. I give you permission to bring all these things that I'm seeking, bring them to me because I am taking action for them. I am changing my life to allow room for them. Create the space and you will be met.